Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, with you for another episode of... My gosh, thank goodness it's Friday, it's Let's Ride. You know what time it is, it's 5 a.m., that's when this publishes, Eastern Time. You might not listen to it at that time, but that's exactly when these shows air every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. So if you just happen to stumble upon this, well... Make sure you go to wherever you get your podcasts or Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtains. Subscribe, follow, do whatever you have to do so that you don't miss a thing. And I would be remiss if I didn't say and remind you that this whole platform, not just my show, but the Stat Geek on Thursday, the Daily, I'm sorry, the Live Mike, and all of our PM shows, and we're all part of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. And, and it should be your one-stop shop for the Pittsburgh Steelers. News has been breaking fast and crazy and this is the time when if you want to know what's really going on and you're someone that says well i've got my espn notifications turned on you're late just so you know you're late because we will have that story up and we'll probably have it on all of our social media platforms before espn even pushes that alert out to cell phones so if you're someone that says well i know what's going on i've got bleacher report and i've got espn screw that Okay, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, that should be your one-stop shop. I know that all my listeners, my ride-or-die crew, you all are diehards. You're checking out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, not just to see my written work, but also because it's the best Steelers website on the internet, bar none. Can't, I'm, not, I'm not saying it just because I'm the co-editor. I'm saying it because it's fact. It's fact. All right. I want to thank everyone that has joined me so far on my Wednesday live uh mailbag podcast it's been a lot of fun it's definitely been different um i'm excited for the locker room app to do a couple things i'm excited for them to expand android it hasn't happened yet but they say it's in the works i'm excited for that because then i have all of these people that say jeff i'd be there every week if they just had the stupid app for androids i'm excited for that I'm also excited for them to eventually develop a web platform so that I can use my computer and this microphone so that the sound quality doesn't suffer. I got to be honest, I listen on Wednesdays and I'm like, man, I just wish I could have my actual microphone. It would just sound so much better. But I love the interaction. If you're not wondering what I'm talking about, you have to just go to the Locker Room app. So if you're an iOS user, if you have an Apple device, download the Locker Room app. Uh, if you want to know what it looks like, it's a little sock. It's a red icon with a white sock with blue um, blue stripes. And so you get the app. It's a free app. You can create a free account. Follow me at jhartman underscore PIT, which is the same as my Twitter handle. And when every Tuesday night, I think it's 730 Eastern time, had a good turnout the last two days. So I'm going to stick with that time. I'll send out a tweet and I'll also put something on the website so that you know it's coming up. Join me. You can talk. Some people just listen. That's fine, too. But you can join me and talk about the Steelers. You can ask questions. And it's been great to have some discussion with some people that are fans of the show. So make sure you do that. All right, let's get down to it. This weekend's going to be big. This weekend's going to be big. And next week's going to be huge. So since the last time we've talked, the NFL and I, I guess by proxy, the NFLPA made the announcement that the salary cap has been determined. And so the whole, I don't know, last month, 
Well, everyone's been saying, well, we don't know what the salary cap's going to be. Well, we're trying to project things. It's like, well, yeah, but we don't know what the salary cap's going to be. Some people said it's going to stay around 190. Some people say it's not going to go down at all. It's going to stay at 198. Meanwhile, the the floor that was set by the NFLPA and the NFL, they moved it from 175 to 180. Okay, that's a good sign. What does it finish? It comes in at uh, 182.5, I think was the exact number, 182. A lot of people, myself included, thought it was going to be higher. Now, the Pittsburgh Steelers, in case you're wondering, where did they reside on this spectrum here? Are they over the cap? Are they under the cap? They are under the cap, but not by much. Uh, Dave Schofield wrote an article that ran on Thursday morning. It was a great article. broke down everything from money that's needed for draft picks, etc. Uh, they're still going to have to make some moves. I still believe that there's going to be some restructured contracts. I'm not sure if they're going to cut anyone. Now, I've been the one that's been responsible for the release tracker that we've been running on the website. And so basically when it's reported that a player might get cut, I take it and I put it on there and we refresh it. It's been an ongoing thing for probably about a week now. And to be honest with you, I'm just looking at these list of players and some of them like the Saints. My gosh, they're having to cut so many players because they're so far over the cap. You thought the Steelers were bad. No, the Saints are worse. And I just keep on thinking... Are the Steelers going to have to cut anyone? I'm not sure, but I think there's going to be news. It might be an extension for someone, maybe someone like Steven Nelson or Joe Hayden. I just am not sure if they're going to cut anyone. And so the question then becomes, are they going to be able to be players or buyers, if you want to put it that way, in free agency when free agency, the the tampering period starts on the 15th. That's Monday. The new league year starts on the 17th. That's Wednesday. So on Monday is when... This is, I feel like it's really stolen the thunder of the new league year. The new league year is when rumors were rampant. This player's talking to this team, and this team comes swooping in. It makes it, it was exciting. You have that still, but it's just on the tampering period. And let's be honest, these agents and these players, they've been a part of the tampering period for a long time now. So I don't want anyone thinking, well, you know, this is so new because they've never had this period where they're able to talk. No, they've been doing this for years. Tampering has been a league-wide phenomenon for a long time. Just no one got called for it ever. That's all it is. So will the Steelers be able to make some plays? We'll see. But what I wanted to do today for this podcast is I wanted to send you out on the weekend thinking about the Steelers' free agents. And I'm going to say... Looking at the offense and defensive free agents, we do have one special teams free agent. And I want to predict whether they'll be back or whether they're going to be gone. That's the objective for today's podcast. I'm going to go through each player, talk a little bit about it, and then say, wow, are they going to be back or are they going to be gone? So that's what we'll call this game back or gone, back or gone. So let's do this. We'll start with the offense. Offense doesn't have as many players as the defense. So let's start with the offense. Starts with big Alejandro Villanueva, unrestricted free agent. I would love, absolutely love, for Alejandro Villanueva to come back. I love his story. I think he's a much better player than some people give him credit for. He was maybe not as great in the run game, but as a pass-blocking left tackle, he's he's really good, and he still is really good. You look at the stats from last season, they 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 speak for themselves. But I just think that in terms of back or gone, he is gone. I don't think there's any way the Steelers can afford to pay him what he can get on the open market unless Villanueva, which I don't expect him to take a hometown discount of any kind, he's going to hit the open market. And I think that's where he's going to find a new home somewhere. 
So Big Al, he's gone. Matt Filer, another unrestricted free agent and another offensive lineman. This is a versatile player. There's a lot of people out there that are suggesting that maybe the Steelers could bring him back and not Zach Banner. If they were to do that, I, I can't say I would be upset because if you're going to bring back Matt Filer, in my opinion, it's under one pretense, and that is he is going to be the right tackle. I have no interest in seeing Filer a guard anymore. Kevin Dotson's there. DeCastro's there. As long as they're healthy, I don't need a guard. What the Steelers need is they need tackles. So if you think Chooks Okorafor can slide over to left tackle, which some, not everyone, but some, say that he's more comfortable on the left side, then if you get Matt Filer back on the, for right tackle, I think you've got that's a good spot to be in. And if they draft a tackle, maybe not in the first round, but if they draft a tackle, then Filer can actually be that versatile piece that moves around. So when you think about it, if they were to sign Matt Filer, not sign Zach Banner, which I don't expect this to happen, but if it were to happen, just hear me out. You sign Filer, you let Banner test the waters in free agency, so you have Chooks and Filer as your bookend tackles. If you draft a tackle early in the NFL draft, and let's say David DeCastro gets hurt, well, you take Filer, you bump him to guard, you put that tackle in the lineup, you now all of a sudden have some versatility. That's what Filer brings, and as much as I would love for that scenario to take place, I don't think it's going to happen. I think Filer's going to be gone. So Backer gone. Filer, I think he's gone. Now the next one is Zach Banner, who's another unrestricted free agent, and I just spoke a lot about him and the tackle position. And with Banner, everything that he says so far to the media or social on social media is that he's expecting to come back, that he's expecting to bet on himself. And that tells me that he's going to take less money He's going to take maybe sign a one- or two-year deal, and he's saying, hey, I'm going to prove it myself. Now, he's coming off an ACL tear in week one last season against the New York Jets, Giants, Giants, I'm sorry, the Giants. But still, I think that in terms of back or gone, I think Banner comes back. I think that they find a way to, to sign him. I think that the question will be, is Banner or Chooks going to be the right tackle? Remember, Zach Banner won that job last season heading into week one and so a lot of people think that well you know who would be left tackle i think you know like i said earlier if chooks core four is more comfortable you slide him over and you have banner starting on the right side okay next juju smith schuster he's been talked about ad nauseum this offseason and we're kind of finally here we're at that point where well what's juju going to do he's saying all the right things when tmz has a camera in front of his face and on social media and anyone that asks him hey juju what are you going to do man what are you going to do I think what he's going to do is he's going to test the water. And when he tests those free agent waters, there's going to be a team. I don't know if it's the L.A. Chargers. I don't know if it's the New York Jets. I don't know if it's the Jacksonville Jaguars. There's been a lot of teams that have a lot of cap space that have been rumored to be interested in Smith-Schuster and his skill set. I think that a lot of those places that I just mentioned would be good landing spots for him, to be honest with you. He could reunite with his old college quarterback Sam Darnold up in New York that might be a good fit for him he could go down there in Jacksonville with Urban Meyer and we're expecting Trevor Lawrence to be their quarterback he would be a good veteran presence for them there uh, and then also like I said the Chargers he could kind of go back home he's from California and on top of being in SoCal he could play with uh, Justin Herbert out there it'd be a good fit for him I, I think that there's spots for Juju 
that teams are going to be able to pay him more than the Steelers are willing to offer. So unless Smith Schuster goes to the Steelers and said, look, I'm not even interested in anything else. I want to stay here. In that situation is the only situation that he stays in Pittsburgh, and I don't think there is a chance, and you know where, that that even happens. So back or gone, I think Juju's gone. I think he's gone. I think he's going to find a new home, and the Steelers will be looking at drafting another receiver or maybe picking one up as a free agent cheap, but I think Juju Smith-Schuster takes his talents elsewhere. Uh, real quick, Danny Isadora. He was a tackle, I'm sorry, a guard, offensive lineman, who was picked up off the Kansas City Chiefs practice squad, I believe, Towards the end of the season, he's an unrestricted free agent. Don't know much about him. I don't think he ever dressed for a game. If he did, he never saw action. He never got into the game. Uh, Could he be someone that they bring back? Possibly, but I think if they were going to do that, they would have done it already or tried to. Could he be back? Maybe. Maybe. I'm not sure about his flexibility, his position flexibility. I'm going to say that Danny Isadora is gone, mainly because I just don't know much about him. Going to be honest with you here, folks. All right, James Conner is the next one. James Conner, we talked about this on our Slack channel, the staff at Behind the Steel Curtain. It's like, what is the market for James Conner? We know that he was a pro bowler. When he has an offensive line that can really open holes, he can be dangerous. He has the injury issues, and he hasn't played that well the last few seasons, but I don't know how much that's on him or on the Steelers' offense. I don't know what the market is for James Conner. But I think whatever the market is, there's been rumors that the Miami Dolphins are interested. There's also been rumors that uh, uh, some other teams, I I think I heard the Detroit Lions maybe. Either way, Connor's going to test the waters, and just like Smith-Schuster, I think he finds new land, a new home somewhere outside of Pittsburgh. Some are projecting him to take a hometown deal. I don't think the Steelers want him back. Go back and listen to Art Rooney II's comments about this. And it's very obvious that he was not interested in James Conner being back. He said, you know, James Conner's going to be a free agent. It's time for us to move on. That says it all. He's gone. I don't think there's any chance he comes back. Next, Gerald Hawkins, the tackle. He came in. They needed a tackle after Zach Banner got hurt, and so they bring in Gerald Hawkins, who they had drafted out of LSU. I think it was in 2017, maybe. And so... Gerald Hawkins is a free agent. I think the Steelers should be interested in him. I think the Steelers should show some interest in bringing him back, even if it's just as that third tackle. But at the same time, it all depends on what their draft plans are. And in that regard, they're not going to make a move on him at any time soon. They're going to sit back and let a lot of this stuff play out. Let those teams go hog wild early in free agency. You sit back, see how it plays, and then make your move. Hawkins could be a guy that's two weeks down the road if he's not signed. The Steelers say, hey, why don't you come in? We'll we'll give you a chance. Prove yourself. You got a shot. Uh, That's probably the only chance that I think that he has, Hawkins, of coming back to the Steelers. I think he's pretty much gone unless that exact scenario takes place. Lastly, before we take a break, Joshua Dobbs. Some might want to gloss over this, but Art Rooney II, if you're going to put any stock into what he said in this offseason after the season ended, then you have to think that Dobbs might have a place with the Steelers because Art Rooney II said the Steelers still wanted to add to their quarterback room. So Dobbs is a smart player. They brought him back for a reason. He didn't pan out in Jacksonville. Maybe they bring him back, but if I'm Joshua Dobbs, the moment that the Steelers signed Dwayne Haskins, even if it was just as a reserve contract, I'm looking for a better 
option elsewhere. And not only did they trade him to Jacksonville, after they traded him, they get him back, and then you're thinking, okay, maybe they've seen that I can do something, that maybe with Matt Canada and my running ability and that skill set, I could be a good option for this team. Well, then they go and get Dwayne Haskins. Now he's thinking, okay, I think Dobbs is going to test the waters. I, a team would be smart to grab him up as a backup, someone that could maybe a young quarterback that he can help tutor a little bit. He's a really intelligent player, knows the game well. I don't think Dobbs is coming back. And it's going to make some people sad, but I'm sorry. I don't think he's going to come back. So that means that out of the offense, only Zach Banner is the one that I have coming back out of all those free agents. What about the defense? Talk about that in a second. Stay tuned. Be right back. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the second segment of Let's Ride. I'm Jeff Hartman, your host and co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Let's talk about the defensive free agents. Let's get right to it. Down the brass tacks, Bud Dupree. Bud Dupree coming off the knee injury. Everyone's saying, well, maybe he'll take a pay cut to stay. Get out of here. He's not taking a pay cut. If there's one player on this list that I'm like, yep, they're definitely gone, it's Bud Dupree. Because he's played well the last two seasons when they franchise tagged him. I know he got hurt last season, but he showed that he is improving. And because he's improving, teams are going to be interested. Even though he's coming off that injury, I think Dupree gets paid by someone. Is it Tennessee? Maybe. Is it Indianapolis? Maybe. I don't know. I hope it's not in the AFC because I don't want Bud Dupree to come back and haunt the Steelers or anything like that. But nonetheless, I think Dupree is gone. Back or gone? I think Dupree's gone. This next one's a little bit challenging for me, Avery Williamson. And uh, there were some people on Twitter that if I bring up Avery Williamson, it's like they go into some little, tiny little fit of rage. They don't understand. I don't get it. Like the, the guy came in, he did his job. He's just not the inside linebacker that is like a Ryan Chazier or a Devin Bush, super athletic, sideline to sideline. That's not his game. Anyone that studied this guy when he came to Pittsburgh via trade with the Jets knows that he is not that type of player. If the only reason, the only way I see Avery Williamson coming back is if Vince Williams is cut. If Vince Williams is cut as a cap casualty, then I could see the Steelers saying, listen, Avery Williamson, we liked you last season. We want you to come back. You know the defense now. You'll be able to play next to Devin Bush. And I think with Bush, Spillane, Williamson, and Ulysses Gilbert III, if he could stay healthy, I think that's a pretty good inside linebacker court. I don't think you'd have to address that in the draft if they did that. But I'm not sure, like I said at the start of the show, I just don't think the Steelers are going to cut anyone. I just don't have that feeling that they're going to make any cap casualties here. And so I think Avery Williamson is gone. I think he's going to find a new home elsewhere. The tough one, Mike Hilton. Mike Hilton, I've said it before, I'll say it again. The Steelers need to keep him or Sutton. And Mike Hilton has to be unbelievably excited right now he has been waiting for his big payday for years he's a you know he's an undrafted rookie out of Ole Miss he gets a shot with I I know the Patriots had him but I think maybe the Jaguars had him for a, a bit too the Steelers bring him in he makes the team and every time that you're thinking he's going to get paid 
they just keep here you're going to get paid the league minimum of your tender and your restricted free agent exclusive right free agent this is his first shot as an unrestricted free agent he's going to take top dollar uh espn projected that the, he would be the best fit for the san francisco 49ers i don't know if it's them or someone else i think hilton's as good as gone they're going to pay he's going to get paid slot cornerbacks are valuable in today's nfl i think he's gone sad to say it because i love him but i think he's gone tyson alawalu tyson alawalu will he be back that's a tough question because he's he think he's he's at the end of his career kind of you know I mean he's he's at the end he's at the waning years of his career coming off of a great season he really stepped up big time in the wake of Javon Hargrave leaving and going to Philadelphia last season when I think about Alawalu, I think about the Steelers and something that he said when he signed his last because remember he got signed as a free agent and he signed a second contract with Pittsburgh. He said, there's no other place I'd rather be. Maybe that was just kind of blowing smoke. Maybe that was just kind of essentially telling us what we want to hear. Nonetheless, I think Alawalu stays. I think the Steelers talk to him and say, hey, let's let's do a two-year deal. And you're going to finish this. And, and you'll be able to retire a Steeler. And let's ride this thing out. Let's see how good this defense can be. We want you back. He's a versatile player. I think Tyson Alawalu comes back. Yeah, you might have thought that he goes elsewhere. Some are projecting him to go back to Jacksonville the team that drafted him, I don't think so. I think he stays. J. Ron Elliott and Cassius Marsh, going to lump them together. Uh, they could be back, but I don't think they are. J. Ron Elliott has a better chance than Cassius Marsh. Cassius Marsh was just a temp player. They needed a pass rusher. He was out there. They picked him up. Didn't do much, if, if, if anything. J. Ron Elliott, though, they, they've kept him around for a reason. They like a, something about his game. So I could see Elliott coming back. But again, this is going to be very similar to the Gerald Hawkins situation. When I talked about how the Steelers are just going to sit back, let's see how this plays out. Let's see if there's any takers right away. And J. Ron Elliott's not going to be a day one free agent pickup for anyone. So I could see the Steelers signing him back and bringing him back into the fold, maybe on a one-year deal, and he could be some valuable depth. But I don't think either one of these guys are going to be back right off the bat. Chris Wormley was a guy that is a player they traded for. He was banged up, did play a little bit, didn't I mean, he didn't do much of anything that was really eye-catching. He never once, I think maybe one or two times, did I find myself saying, oh, look at Chris Wormley out there. It just didn't seem right. It didn't seem like a good fit. I'm not sure if it was in the lack of preparation due to COVID-19 or, or what it was. Wormley just never seemed to look at home. If they lose Alawalu, I think Wormley becomes a little bit more of a a priority. But if they bring back Alawalu, in my opinion, there's no need for Wormley to stay. So I think he is gone. Sean Davis and Jordan Dangerfield are the next two. Now, these both of these players, I put them together for a reason. They're basically both strictly special teams players. Yes, they're both listed at safety, but they're both special teams players. Now, Sean Davis, some will say, hey, you know, this guy, he could be a versatile piece where he could play the slot, he could play safety, but the Steelers just never used him in any of those roles last year. And they had opportunities to do it. When Mike Hilton was hurt, they could have had him in there doing his job. They didn't do it. When um, he, he, There were just other situations where the Steelers in the secondary were hurting, and they could have put Sean Davis in there, and they didn't. That was telling for me. I don't think they have any interest in bringing back Davis. 
I do think they have an interest in bringing back Dangerfield. He was a special teams captain, like I said. I think they bring him back. It just depends on how much. It depends on how much. He's not going to be a guy that does anything other than being special teams, so you want to try to keep your keep your captains there, at least you would think. So I'm going to say that Dangerfield's back. Next, let's go to Cam Sutton. I said that Hilton's gone. I already talked about him. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again, and I'll say it a million times before this thing is dead and done. The Steelers need to keep one or the other. So if, they're, if Hilton's gone, I think Sutton has to stay. He's a versatile piece. The more I think about it, the more I think he should be the one that they go after anyways. Hilton's great, but he's not good in coverage. Sutton, he can blitz. Sutton can play the line of scrimmage, maybe not as well as Mike Hilton, but he's a, he's far and away the better coverage cornerback, and he can play the dime, he can play the nickel, and he can play outside. I think the Steelers prioritize Cam Sutton, and they find a way to bring him back. So I think Sutton stays while Hilton is going and finding new residents somewhere. So those were all, all those players I just named were unrestricted free agents, which leaves us with two the restricted free agent, Ola Adenye, and the exclusive rights free agent, Robert Spillane. Both of those players, it's so difficult for a restricted free agent or an exclusive rights free agent to go elsewhere. So I think they're both going to be back based on that simple fact. There's only one free agent left that's an unrestricted free agent. He doesn't play offense or defense. He's a special teamer, and that's Jordan Berry. Jordan Berry's an unrestricted free agent. If you've listened to this show long enough, you know that I don't like Jordan Berry. I think that this is a guy, and I think it might be the weather. Now that I think about it, it might be the cold weather. At the beginning of the season, Jordan Berry will have these tantalizing kicks, 60-plus yard kicks. He's pinning teams deep, and you're thinking, this is right. Yes, Jordan Berry's finally finding his groove. He's getting his groove And this is what we want. I'm not going to say he's getting his groove back because, in my opinion, he's never had a groove with the Steelers as a punter. And so with Jordan Berry, you're thinking, this is great. You know, last season when he got cut, I celebrated. You know, they they bring in a punter, and his name escapes me. I'll think of it. But still, then they have to cut that punter because he wasn't doing his job, and they bring back Jordan Berry. And again, Jordan Berry starts to really look good. And you're thinking, wow, here we go. Here we go. Jordan Berry is finding his way, but then the weather starts to turn, and Jordan Berry, it's like Cinderella at midnight, you know, the pumpkin and all that stuff, he turns into, ugh, it's just hideous. I don't even know what I want to say. It's just bad. Jordan Berry should be allowed to test the free agent waters. He should not come back. I feel like the uh, Carlos Waitman, I think is his name, who was on the practice squad all last season, who was a punter, Give that guy a chance. It cannot be worse. The only question is holding for Chris Boswell. That's the only thing that might be keeping Barry around. I I can just foresee the Steelers signing him, though. It makes me sick to say that. I can see him signing him. I can see him signing him and bringing him back. So that means out of all these free agents, all of them, I have one, two, three, four, five players staying. That's crazy. Banner, Aluwalu, Dangerfield, Sutton, and Jordan Berry are the only five free agents that I have staying in Pittsburgh. Not that I want it to happen that way. That's just what I feel. That's just what I feel. All right, let's finish this up with a little, as we always do on Fridays, my heart-to-heart segment. And this one is important. As these rumors start to fly this weekend and early next week, do me a favor, okay? 
if there's someone that was on this list, and I'm sure there are players on this list that you've really enjoyed playing, that you love having them on the Steelers, you're just like, man, I just can't see this team without this player. If they leave, and they leave because they're going to make more money, do not hate the player for making that decision. Do not. You can't hate these players for choosing more money. I understand that they're making more than I'll see in my entire lifetime. I don't care. Okay, these players have a gift. They're athletically gifted, get more gifted than I ever will be. And so I don't hate someone like Mike Hilton, who has kind of been through the ringer from a contract standpoint, and he's paid his dues. And so now's the time. And he's been getting these you know, two year, two million a year, and these less than a million dollars. Like those are the contracts he's been playing under since he's been with the Steelers. They've kind of just been like, hey man, we we have we have the exclusive rights to you. You're a restricted free agent. We're just gonna we're gonna use what we can because we can. It's in the CBA. It's not our fault. It's the CBA, the collective bargaining agreement. So for Mike Hilton, if he goes out and gets seven million a year somewhere, I don't care where it is. Good for you, Mike. You deserve it. Get your money. Get your money while you can. That's the biggest thing here. And these players, I, you know, it would be different with Ben Roethlisberger. If he were to try to stick it to the team and say, I want more money in my extension, he's not doing that. He's already made well over $250 million in his career. But for some of these players, you look at Juju, look at James Conner. This is their, Matt Filer, this is their first time ever hitting free agency. Bud Dupree's the same way. It's hard to believe because they franchise tagged him the last two years. He's never been a free agent yet. So I'm not going to, honestly, if they were to lose Hilton and Sutton and Sutton gets a big deal somewhere else, I'm not going to blame him either. I'm going to be upset because I wish he'd be there. I think he's going to make the defense better. But again, do not hate the players for taking money. I think back to last offseason when Javon Hargrave signed with the Philadelphia Eagles prior to the 2020 season. And a lot of people were like, I can't believe the Gravedigger's gone. And I said, good for him. Good for him. And that's, I think, the approach that a lot of us need to take with free agency. And I, again, I know that these players, they're great, they're great people, they're great stealers, but when they get that chance to make that money, as my buddy Lance Williams used to say when we did shows together, when they get a chance to get that bag, you got to get that bag. And so that's how I want to finish it up this year. Right before free agency starts next week, I'm going to be back on Monday to give you a primer for that free agency. We'll see what their rumors are floating around. It should be a fun show. Make sure you check me out on on Monday. Remember, wherever you get your podcasts, search Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain. Uh, subscribe, follow, do whatever you have to do so you don't miss a thing. And as well, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. That's it, folks. Happy Friday. Hope you have a great weekend. As we always finish it out, be safe. Be kind and God bless. Go Steelers. We'll see you on Monday. Take it easy.